When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us five-star wherever you get your podcasts. Happy holidays from Johnny Venerable and Bo Brock. And man, oh man, how about this shit sandwich for a coal (laughs) under your Christmas tree as we, Bo Brock, we're going to be joined by Josh Weinfuss, who broke quite the story along with Jeremy Fowler on ESPN.com today. Here we thought we were going to be talking about facing the GOAT, seven-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady, and the Bucs having an inevitable get-right game. We get underneath our Christmas tree. We get to open two days before Christmas. Yeah. Our little present that this that this organization, indeed, as we thought, is dysfunctional as it comes. More dysfunctional than any episode of Jerry Springer can yeah. conjure up. That this organization is exactly what you thought was going on behind the scenes. You didn't need hard knocks to not show it on their show every Wednesday. It was Josh <laughs> Weinfuss and Jeremy Fowler breaking it down in a nice little article underneath our tree. I love all these comments. Thank you, Ulawan5. We appreciate you being here. Dylan, hey, my man, we will get you out of here just in time for your holiday party. What's up, everybody? Josh Weinfuss will be joining us uh, close to the top of the hour. But if you need a quick prep, on what exactly went down today, well, we've got you covered. We've got a graphic that's going to break it all down. And again, I want to preface this by saying, check out the article up now at ESPN.com. Great work by Josh and Jeremy Fowler. But these are some of our highlights, or should we call them Bo lowlights? Cliff Kingsbury's <laughs> final days in Arizona. We may be within them over the course of these next three weeks. Here's what's going on from Cliff Kingsbury's standpoint. The article describes Kingsbury as, quote, miserable to the point where he may step down after the 2022 season and also doesn't believe Bob Brock. And this is kind of laughable. He has the resources to win. We'll get to that here in a second. And then multiple team sources. This is kind of the unfortunate part if you're a Cardinal fan, although I don't know how how much credence I give this. Multiple team sources see a path where Bidwell gives Kingsbury another year. So that's a lot. of The article is very cliff heavy, but then there's some Kyler Murray stuff. Kyler Murray with Cliff, his relationship, quote, not great, right? Mm -hmm. Cam Turner, who's the offensive coordinator, QB coach, kind of by default now, has been the buffer between K1 and Cliff. And then Kyler Murray late to a meeting uh, ahead of the Charger game. And then lastly, changes need to be made. A source close to K1 has said. And then lastly, a couple things that I think we already knew. Relationship with Steve Kime and Michael Bidwell has, quote, soured. But a lot of people have saying Kime has nine lives, maybe just spin his ninth. Yeah, and, and I think omitted from this, and it's fine because there was so much dysfunction as far as this organization goes, is owner Michael Bidwell, because I think he plays a role in all of this. Yeah. And uh, as far as, you know. Only Cl- so much to fit on a right, graphic. Exactly. And, and one that was one of my personal favorites as far as Cliff Kingsbury goes, this was he knows that it's not a situation that lends itself to him being happy and successful and best for the organization as he wants to be. Source close to Kingsbury said they won't let him. They won't <laughs> let him be great. They won't let him fan out his peacock feathers the, and fly. The Texas Tech also have those same <laughs> rules in place. Cliff Kingsbury was gifted DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, Zach Ertz, James Conner, Kyler Murray, and got swept by Geno Smith twice this year. Yeah, not not good enough. And, and I like that our graphic had all three of them, you know, Cliff, Kyler. No and, one's without blame. And, and Kime, right? And and I think, I don't know if that's something that you should kind of take solace in. Not by any means. Obviously, when you think about this organization, you see Kime is probably already halfway out the door, if not fully out the door, right? Goodbye. yep. Uh, but it was interesting to kind of just see the timeline of how his relationships deteriorated throughout the organization, including with Michael Bidwell, because the main fear going into maybe two weeks ago was that they were ride or dies, right? What we saw on, on hard knocks was these guys dabbing each other up. They had 
uh, dueling iPod ear AirPod earpieces. Did in. they share them? <laughs> they didn't know. share them. I mean, there was speculation, but it was shot down just by watching <laughs> the film. But no, I mean, Steve Kime seems like he's not going to return as the GM of this organization. And then the next chess piece, if you look at her domino to fall for this fan base, was what's going to happen with the head coach? What's going to happen with Cliff Kingsbury? And if you look at this this piece on ESPN, there are a couple different outs here. Now, I think that probably the one least likely to happen is Cliff Kingsbury being completely convicted in himself and not be get, being given the best opportunity to be the coach that he wants to be, not being given the, the chance to be great, yeah. that he would just say, this ain't for me. I'm going to I'm gonna bet on myself and leave all the money on the table from the five-year mm. extension that he signed in February. I just don't see that happening. But as far as Michael Bidwell seeing this and seeing how this organization is being painted right now based off sources and facts coming out, that he has only one direction to go with it, and that's hitting the inter- the reset button for this team. I don't know how this article gets released and Cliff Kingsbury keeps his job because it, it, it pits not only Cliff Kingsbury in a light where it's him versus the organization, but like Cliff Kingsbury's main job was to come here and elevate Kyler Murray and have a relationship with Kyler Murray. What would you say you do here if you don't do that? <laughs> and people can be frustrated with Kyler Murray, and we're not going to gloss over the fact like K-1 being late for meetings, inexcusable. We're not, we're not having that. But at the end of the day, Great coaches elevate quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. and we haven't seen that from Cliff Kingsbury. And Cliff Kingsbury is easier to move off of than Kyler Murray, especially when you consider the fact that a lot of what the Cardinals had success with, it was mitigated by Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray went over a lot of the the weaknesses of this team, of this roster, with Cliff Kingsbury in-house, in hand. And so I know that, like, toward the beginning, we're going to ask Josh about this, Mm -hmm. of the article. It did say, like, there's an avenue, there's a route for Cliff to stay, and they could just say injuries Whatever. And if you watched Hard Knocks this week, Vance and Cliff had a discussion like, yeah, this has just been out of our hands. I- I'm sorry. Bizarre, they it, call it. Yeah, yeah, like it's a bizarre season. It's bizarre to say that because at the end of the day, you had the best quarterback in the division for a large stretch of this year. You put yourself in such a hole that when Kyler went down, it was over. It was beyond over, right? And you're seeing all these other teams competing with seventh round Brock Purdy and Geno Smith and Danny Dimes, all these quarterbacks. The Lions were one and six. They're en route to potentially make the playoffs. You guys have quit since September. You haven't looked good since the beginning of the year, and that's compounded mm-hmm. by the fact that we have data now. We were willing to give Cliff Kingsbury the benefit of the doubt. He cannot win late in the year. This is not a trend that's going to be going away anytime soon. No, I mean, they're going to lose another game in December. I believe it's going to be a, a winless December for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. And that's just that's not acceptable. And and you add that to his our his track record that already exists, that's undeniable that he struggles. It's beyond struggling. He he just fails at the end of each and every season, whether it's at the college level or at the NFL level. Um when you think when you look at this as an Arizona Cardinals fan though, and you see that okay, Kime's gone likely, and then Kingsbury, there's a couple outs there. And then you talk about, okay, so who survives this? Obviously, you look through the rest of the roster, but the two other big parts of this, in Kyler and Bidwell. You're not getting rid of the bid, uh, Bidwell, your owner, obviously. No. But, you know, does he learn some harsh lessons from this? You hope, right? Yeah. He didn't learn from the Steve Wilkes debacle, 2018 debacle. Uh, and, and really, during his tenure, that's been kind of the only thing so far, right? Because he took over, he, the, this, the team saw some unprecedented success, a run to the Super Bowl. There was a failure with with uh, with with Wisenhunt and yeah. Graves, and then yeah. they pivot off of it and find more success than this organization has gotten since moving to Arizona. But now it's like, okay, you couple him with Kyler Murray. Those are the two pieces going forward. So let's look back at that graphic and Kyler's role back in this because – it's very concerning. I mean, as far as his relationship with Cliff, we know it's not it's reportedly not good. And then the fact that he was late to a meeting this late in the season in such a, a, a tumultuous season. To, yeah, and, and that and might be my air too. It might not be the Charger game. It's the Patriots game. But it was within the last two regardless, weeks. Regardless, yeah. It was within the last two weeks of Kyler's season, right, mm-hmm. before he suffered the season-ending knee injury. The fact that Kyler Murray – it was able to just kind of get off scot-free. Like, there was nothing that was done to Kyler Murray. He was not held accountable. Well, it's in the article. I know. Like, No, no, that's what I'm saying, is the fact that he's just able to operate as the the quarterback of this team without having any ramifications for for being late, for, for when this team is struggling, the worst it's ever struggled during his tenure. I mean, they won five games his rookie year. Yeah. They might not reach five games. This is the worst 
the Cardinals have looked with Kyler Murray, and he's 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 won only three of the games. The fact that he's just going to come in and he's going to be late and he's going to be able to start is normal. Yeah, you know he starts the game. He starts for the against the Patriots. He only lasts three plays, unfortunately, due to the injury. But the fact that there was nothing that we we don't know behind the scenes whether or not. He was punished for this, but that's unacceptable. That's being a player's coach to a fault. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you, there are a lot of young quarterbacks that come into this league that are immature, mm-hmm. but they get a Bill Cower if you're Ben Roethlisberger and then a Mike Tomlin. What was Kyler Murray gifted? I mean, to a fault, his buddy, yeah, Cliff Kingsbury, who did make a pitch for him. And Kyler, again, we're going to have an entire offseason to talk about Kyler Murray and the growth that he needs to make and the mm-hmm. maturity that people need to see. And then we're going to make a decision on Kyler Murray, depending on how he handles this. But right now in the short term, Kyler Murray's not going anywhere. Right. Kyler Murray runs this franchise next to Michael Bidwell. They they gave him generational wealth. And if they didn't believe that Kyler Murray was equipped to handle this, then they shouldn't have paid him. But they did. They also paid Cliff Kingsbury when they didn't need to. They paid Steve Kime when they didn't need to. And now this year has been a compound of the end of last year, even more so to the fact that these bad habits, these traits— this trickle-down effect, all the noise in the offseason. Yeah. Our guy Kyle Odegaard, friend of the show, put out a report that now seems very plausible. We didn't doubt it, that Kime and Bidwell and Kingsbury got into it after the L.A. Rams postseason loss last right. year. Everybody tried to throw water on that. That's the norm now with this mm-hmm. team, right? And so, I, to me, Michael Bidwell has one choice and one choice only, and we talked about it on the tailgate show um, earlier this week, is basically – you got to clean house. You got to pull up the studs. You got to rip it out. You got to start anew to get to the point where somebody can come in and have a clean slate, GM, head coach, et cetera. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, if you leave any of these lingering pieces left over, number one, you're not going to get quality candidates. And number two, whatever this is, is going to continue to fester. And if Michael Bidwell hopefully has self awareness, he can say, I've enabled, I've been part of the problem. I let my buddy run the show for far too long in Steve Kime. Mm-hmm. And then we did not do our due diligence with Cliff Kingsbury to the point where he's a, you know, he's under 500 coach at Texas Tech, under 500 coach in the NFL. Yeah, let's get into the comments here because we are your Cardinals community. It's not for casuals around here, people who follow this team on a daily basis. Let's take a look at some of them as far as what, what's Jose saying about Kyler without a solid offensive line was your first problem, finding no depth at the center position. That's your main downfall. Timing of snaps, uh, that's something that threw everything off. Sure, the offensive line, that's in. it's mentioned in the article as far as Cliff's inability to run his offense with basically not having any of his starting offensive linemen. Kelvin Beecham so far has been your only guy that started every game at the right tackle position. We'll see what happens on Sunday. He's questionable coming up here. But there's nothing there, and as far as he he just is miserable as far as his inability. Like to me, that just t- points to a guy that can't adjust. He yeah. can't. He can't. Like every coach deals with injuries. Like sure, it's it, as far as being down four of your five offensive linemen is not great, but making adjustments. Well, it, just the excuse making coming from Kingsbury's camp, and when we talk to Josh Josh Weinfuss, it feels like a lot of the folks that they talk to are very pro Cliff, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, like. The great coaches don't need to make excuses. The great coaches don't need outside noise to motivate them. Be motivated to win games. It's not always, it's the NFL. Guys get hurt. Guys are overpaid. You know, guys no show. You got to be able to handle it and mitigate it. That's what, like, we were so spoiled with Bruce Arians once upon a time. Having winning seasons, a winning record with somebody like Drew Stanton, taking a team of misfits in 2013, winning 10 games in the ultra-competitive NFC West, and then for Cliff Kingsbury to have this be reported that, like, I can't fulfill what I need to because there's just the resources aren't good enough. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's like two-thirds of the NFL. Sure. What was it the LVL7 to play devil's advocate? Kyler got injured in the most important stretch of the season. We were one game behind in the division. Look, the division was up for grabs the entire season long. And until the 49ers, which happened within the last, what, four weeks, really yeah. took grasp of, the, of it because of the down Rams, because the Seahawks coming back to earth, and because of the collapse of the Arizona Cardinals, the continued collapse. Like, Kyler Murray was 3-7 and seven as the starter. You went 0-4 in the division. Like, I'm not, you're not a division right. contender. You got your ass kicked by the Niners, embarrassing fashion, in Mexico City, and you got, you got swept with Kyler Murray against Geno Smith, and we talked about it at nauseum. They're, the, the, the Seattle Seahawks are fraudulent now. They're coming back down to earth. They're an under 500 team if, if they don't sweep the Cardinals. Like, they're two of their biggest win this year mm-hmm. are against the Cardinals. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that. Uh, Tim S. saying fans need to be realistic. Peyton will not work for Bidwell. OCs and college head coaches 
are the head coaching pool. Uh, I, I tend to disagree with that, and it's something we covered covered a couple times already this week. As far as Sean Payton, if he wants to coach again, his best option, despite the dysfunction, uh, is, is going to be the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, you talk about the, the Cardinals' dysfunction pitted up against Houston, what their roster looks like. He, he, as far as the criteria that Payton has outlined through several reports is he wants to be close to California and Los Angeles. And those two jobs don't look like they're going to be vacated anytime soon. Nope. And then you can connect the dots with Dallas just because of his his, his resume, obviously, but, coach being the yeah. OC there. It doesn't seem like Mike McCarthy's going to go anywhere. He's headed to the playoffs as well. So he's not going to Charlotte, not going to Houston. He's he's probably he's not going to Indianapolis. We don't think he's going to Denver. Right. So I think that the Arizona Cardinals, if if he wants to coach in 2023, the Cardinals are his best option. And that will tell you everything you need to know as far as Michael Bidwell and the fact that he may pursue him. He may underball him. He may lowball him. Or you're right. He Sean Payton could easily say, I'm going to sit out another year. I don't want the Cardinals job. And man, oh man, would that be an indictment of this franchise? But you bet on this franchise. You can have a good time with this franchise ahead of Christmas Day. Bucks at Cardinals on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The line right now, minus seven and a half. I know our guy Shane Diefenbach. There are people that are teasing it up. We'll wait and see, although Trace McSorley, his props, not very complimentary, but I'm complimenting DraftKings. Fantastic. The best gambling app that you can get. No doubt about it. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. Listen, I'm not telling you to put five bucks money line on Tampa, but it does feel like that's those are pretty good odds if you've never used DraftKings before. But you got to use the promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. My DraftKings Bullbrock pick of the week. I'm staying away from cards. I've got too much respect for the Cardinals. I'm not going to pick against them. Picking Tampa money line, but I'm going to go Detroit minus two and a half at our buddy Steve Wilkes and the Carolina Panthers. The Lions are a freight train from hell. They're, they're unlike the Cardinals. They've got they're all in with their GM and head coach, regardless of their talent. Jared Goff and company. I like them to go into Charlotte, pick up a dub, and go over 500 after being, by the way, one and six. That's the difference between the Lions and the Cardinals. Cardinals continue to flounder. Lions found a way to win. Uh, a starved fan base, just like the Arizona Cardinals, Detroit. They've earned it more than earned it, and it's good to see them have uh, a good team this season. Uh, more good stuff. Join us at the inaugural PHNX Tea Party. It's going down January 13th. It's presented by Four Peaks. I'm enjoying some Four Peaks. The Wow Light right now. It's perfect for somebody that's gearing up, uh, not putting too many calories in, in the temple right now as I'm going to stuff my face yeah. over the holidays. So the Wow Wheat is is perfect. It's the light one. And you've got, if you want the pumpkin porter, it's still available. If you want Tremendous. the flagship, you get the kilt lifter. It's all going to be there at the PHNX Tea Party presented by Four Peaks. we got the PHNX PHNX Suns watch party. They're under new ownership. There's new reinvigorated by that. They've got a championship contending team. You got food, drink, merch, contest, prizes. It's all going down Friday, January 13th at 5:30. Get your spot today. 45 bucks per person. You could save some money on that if you're a diehard. 160 per foursome. And kids 10 and under, Johnny, you're a family man. I'm a family man. We're getting our kids under in for free. If it's free, it's for me, and it's for you guys. The PHNX like T party. We're looking for deals on deals. You get them on DraftKings. You get them with us with Four Peaks. You got to love it. Do you love this franchise right now? Your patience is being <laughs> tested as we await Josh Weinfuss, and we continue to dive into the story on ESPN, the culture of the Arizona Cardinals. I thought an interesting point was the fact that Cliff Kingsbury himself wanted to fire Sean Kubler yeah. much earlier than the incident in Mexico City, not for off-the-field concerns, but the fact that basically wasn't vibing with what Cliff was doing. And Michael Bidwell stepped in and said, no, 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 we don't want to pay out his his money and just fire him outright. Yeah. And then the whole incident goes down in Mexico City where they fire him, presumably with cause, and now they don't have to pay him, and he's trying to get his money back. It's a disaster. Right. It's It, it just compounded on itself. It just kind of, the, the floor beneath Bidwell's feet and Cliff and Kime, it's kind of like falling out from under him. That that was low-key one of the bigger storylines that, that stood out. The, yeah. the Kugler situation, especially what... You know, Kugler's representation in himself came out. Was it last week? Was it just one short week ago? Were we talking last Friday about this? I can't keep track of it. It's unreal. It outpaces itself. But to see that and, and what we thought were, was that he was one of the more well-respected coaches in that on that staff 
that he had fallen so far from grace that you know he was he was even um, promoted last year. He went players just, loved him. Yeah, he was front and from just offensive line coach. He went to run game coordinator. He had a hand in the game planning on the offense, and that seems, according to this article, was completely pretty much stripped from him before his unceremonious exit See, that's of the a, alleged groping. That's a Kingsbury problem, if you ask me. I mean, Sean Coogler, again, putting the Mexico City incident aside, and, and you know we hope for the best with that situation, whatever that is. But mm-hmm. I, I do feel like Sean Coogler's got rapport with a lot of people in the NFL, whereas Cliff Kingsbury came to the Arizona Cardinals with no resume. The fact that Steve Keim had to build out his defensive staff. And Sean Coogler, if you would have said before the year, I would have said he the most valuable position coach the Cardinals had. Mm-hmm. And listen, you want to put offensive line issues and woes on Sean, that's fine. He didn't he didn't plead and beg for Justin Pugh and Rodney Hudson to come back. He has taken what the Cardinals have given him, and I think he's done a decent job. And then he was let go. And he was let go with cause, then good riddance. But if he wasn't, this is another incident that Michael Bidwell is going to have to potentially clean up. But here's what I will say. The Cardinals are hosting, I don't know if you know this or not, Super Bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. Come February, Super Bowl, whatever it is, Super Bowl 40-something, 50-something, who it's knows? In the 50, Car- Cardinals haven't been in, it, in one since 2008, so I don't keep track of it. <laughs> but Michael Bidwell and the Arizona Cardinal franchise and State Farm Stadium, they get a fat check for that, for hosting, and they bring a lot of business to local businesses. They bring a lot of, of revenue, I should mm-hmm. say. That's great. But I would say, Michael Bidwell, with the cut that you're going to get, it's just like if you get a surplus, unexpected surplus, and you got some debt to pay off. Pay off your debt. Mm-hmm. Move forward with a clean slate. Michael Bidwell, take your Super Bowl check and pay off everybody, right? Pay off Cliff Kingsbury, pay off Steve Kime, make everybody whole, start anew, and then take the rest of those funds and reinvest in, I don't know, in a Super Bowl winning head coach in Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh, for instance. Is is Bidwell going to Roger Goodell and asking like Michael Scott to Oscar what a surplus is? <laughs> Explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old. <laughs> you have a lemonade stand. Cost you, your oh, parents give man. you ten bucks. It costs. I you hope nine. you don't run into Michael at the at the cards facility. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think Bidwell. He, he probably knows what it means, but I think that's a great point. It, it absolutely is a great point to to pretty much get get uh, get yourself back to neutral. Get your. This organ- isn't the Vegas Raiders. Not poor. And, and and the Cardinals have to. It's it's hilarious that I'm even saying this or suggesting this, but but after what happened in Mexico City. You know, an international game as the as the league tries to grow this game internationally, and they give the Cardinals this stage, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and it's a prime time game on Monday night against one of the fr- like heritage teams in the 49ers. And not only to just the game's not competitive, but also to have the incident with one of their coaches, whatever actually happened for it to, to happen, for it to be this this black guy on the league. And then to say, oh, shit, this is also the same team that's hosting the Super Bowl. Like, they better be on their best behavior. This is their opportunity to show Goodell and the rest of the owners around the league. Bidwell has the opportunity to say, hey, we're starting to get our shit together. Yeah, and then also I would say that Michael Bidwell, at the end of the day, like, this franchise is in your hands. you got to be the one that fixes it. This The league's not going to do it for you. Because there are other owners around the league that want to see the Cardinals be incompetent because they can take advantage of it. People look at the Cardinals right now, and I, I would tell you right now, if, if, you, if you're going to enjoy this Christmas Day game, do it absolutely. Could be the last time we see the Redbirds in, in prime time for some time. Yeah. To, to answer John Paul Edward Dios's question, did Vance get an extension? No, we, we don't have any reports. We didn't have any reports that we Vance, asked. Uh, haven't heard anything that, that he's locked in. Um, Sean saying the most dysfunctional team team award goes to, it was runaway, right? I, I mean, to the 2022 Arizona Cardinals. I don't think there's any question about that. No, and as we await Josh Weinfuss, there's no question that you should pivot off of year-long fantasy. Dabble with the Underdog Fantasy app. Let me tell you about Underdog, okay? If you've got a year-long fantasy football team and you're not doing so well, like myself, my boy, and you want to dabble into daily fantasy, there is no better option Talk about underdog fantasy. Talk about receiving a deposit match up to 100 bucks. It's fantastic. You can dabble on NFL, NFL playoffs, NBA. Speaking of the NBA, you can draft with up to five of your buddies, six NBA players, no positional limits, and that is it. You can go hires, lowers, like Devin Booker. I'm, I'm a little bit on the Brooklyn Nets right now. They're making me some money on the Underdog Fantasy app. What can it do for you? Well, it's simple. Go to the Underdog Fantasy app or go to underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with promo code, you guessed it, PHNX. Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. So you put in 100 boom, 100 free bucks for you to gamble with. 
via Underdog Fantasy. Get in on the action today, Bo. I'm going into the holiday season a little bit more confident because our pad looks great as we host family, friends, Christmas Eve, and Christmas in our living room, our dining room. It's looking great, all thanks to our friends over at More Furniture. Also, just look at this set right now. I mean, you see these comfy chairs. These could be yours for a very affordable price. Check out the holiday clearance event happening at More Furniture, and you can save up to 50% off. Go to morefurniture.com. That's More Furniture, M-O-R, furniture.com. Vic in the chat, coordinator jobs usually year to year, and you got to think about Cliff Kingsbury is still, we, we figured it out, or Bo figured it out, the fourth highest paid head coach in the NFC West. So what do you think Vance Joseph makes? It's not a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Now, is it a ton of money to Michael Bidwell? We'll have to see. But, I mean, he's got a private jet. He's got the Cardinals with a private jet. He's got his own, you know, airplane that he flies around. I mean, Cardinals and Michael Bidwell are not cash poor. No. They can afford to write some checks. And, again, you talk about your investment. You made an investment in Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. and you want to see it fulfill. And they probably asked some questions about it. Sure they did. They, they put the homework clause in there. They don't know if they're going to get their money's worth. But the best way to do that is to ensure he's coached up. And he's held accountable. And that can't be with Cliff Kingsbury. We see it in this article now. It cannot be Cliff Kingsbury. No, it, it can't be. And it's it just, how do, you, how do you put this back in the bag, right? Is there Because in the article, it, it outlined a path for, yeah. for K2 to come back. And I just don't, I don't see it. I really don't. I, I just, Cliff was asked point blank. And, and then. The, yeah, you were at the facility yeah, the, today. At the facility. The, the, the article, the bombshell dropped hours before. And we got through, you know, the standard questions about who's going to be healthy for the game, what's yeah. the game plan against the GOAT, Tom Brady, you know, everything that leads up to it. And then at the end of it, Bob Manaman of AZ Central, Arizona Republic asked, you know, there's this report out there. Uh, it's got a couple, you know, things in it. But one of them was, you know, would you walk away? Would you resign? And, he, and Cliff was like, I haven't seen it. And no. So, I mean... And then the the press availability was over. It was immediately ended. The Cardinals ended. Yeah. <laughs> so there was, and Cliff talked for three over three and a half minutes. So I just think that this is this is not something that they want to they want to approach or, or talk about right now. So um, it, Cliff, though, you could see it on his face, right? Don't you feel like this is a guy that this has got to be even his final season at Texas Tech? This has got it pales in comparison to what he's been through. This yeah, because you look at Texas Tech. I mean, with all due respect, Big Twelve not under the microscope, right? This is the NFL, and the Cardinals are, I think, in a desirable destination, desirable city, and they play in a big boy division with Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan and Pete Carroll. You got to put your big boy pants on. You cannot be second, third, fourth fiddle. You will get embarrassed, and the Cardinals are getting exposed. They thought. And I, here's why. I, what I'll say about Michael Bidwell. Michael Bidwell wants stability. That's why he re-signed Cliff Kingsbury and, and Steve Kime. He wants to be viewed as somebody and an organization that has their act together. They don't want to be Cleveland when they're turning over GMs and head yeah. coaches every other offseason. But I think that he compounded his issue by trying to make good with everybody. And 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 really, I mean, it's it's been unfortunate because all he had to do was ride into the season with Kime and Cliff and keep status quo. Don't you think we saw this report earlier this week and, and uh, we, we talked about it, that the NFL asking organizations to to practice more patience yeah. with 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 coordinators, with head coaches, with front front office execs, because they've spent close to a billion dollars in buyouts the last five years that. Bidwell might have just raised his hand. He's like, even me? And, and Goodell's like, no, no, you're good. You do what you got to do. Whatever it takes to turn that sinking ship, to, to get it back afloat, whatever you can do, you do it, buddy. You get free reign. We are not, you are exempt from this. You do what you have to do. I can't imagine what that press conference would look like. You know, we're assuming time is gone. Time is gone. And if they promote from within, whether it be Quentin Harris or Adrian Wilson, should they bring back Cliff Kingsbury? Michael Bidwell sitting up there with A-Dub or Quinton and, and Cliff Kingsbury taking questions from, from the media, you and the media, Bo Brock, basically saying, how, how is this feasible? How can this continue and go on? If the Cardinals do not win on Christmas Day, they'll have one calendar win uh, in, what, 16 months at home? They'll be, what, 5-15 and 15 in their last 20 games? And with that, right now we are being joined by ESPN reporter Josh Weinfuss, who broke this story along with Jeremy Fowler about the Arizona Cardinals and their tumultuous culture that is brewing around Cliff Kingsbury. Do we have Josh? Josh, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us, bud. 
We're working out some audio Josh, here. Josh, can you hear us? I think he's got us. We don't have his uh, audio going here. We'll work that out here in a in a minute here. Get to some of these comments here. Uh, Jose saying, article says a lot of things. Look at DeAndre Ayton, Mikel Bridges' disagreement. Media makes it sound like bad blood when in actuality, it's only brothers trying to get perfect before the playoff run. I, I would agree if they were the Suns and they had the Suns track record, but unfortunately they do not. Yeah, I mean, I think it's apples and oranges. And I think it's it's what's been speculated the, the last, what, over calendar year, you know, dating back to the the collapse last year to the just a tumultuous entire season. Yeah, to, to, it validates a lot of what people thought and speculated was going on behind the scenes of the organization. I think we're good. We're going to bring Josh Weinfuss back on and, and finally talk to him about the uh, the bombshell article, the incredible reporting by him and his colleague over there, at ESPN, Jeremy Fowler. Josh, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Of course, Josh. So the article is incredibly in-depth. We've encouraged our listeners, our viewers to go and check it out. This is something that looks like has been in the works for some time. How long have you and Jeremy been putting this together? Because it dates back to even November and beforehand. And it just show, goes to show this has been festering and brewing within this Cardinals organization well before Kyler Murray got hurt. Yeah, we've been working on this. I was thinking about that earlier. Probably at least a month, if not a little bit longer than that. Um, we've actually you know, heard grumbling for a while. Um, reporting on it really started kind of um, probably January, but that was a, you know kind of starting to gather some stuff. But we really started to work on this in earnest. I'd say the last four or five weeks. And I mean, the, the story kind of what you anticipated seeing and hearing, did it evolve into something completely different or did it kind of turn into something you expected? So it kept evolving, um, yeah. especially evolved a lot in the last like two weeks when Kyler went down and then when Steve Keim took his leave of absence, it really kind of started to get reshaped multiple times during all of that. And the end result was kind of what we read today, but it was, you know, from inception to now was not the same idea. Um, and I think at some point, maybe all that reporting will come out. I'm not sure. But if this is not what we had, well, I, I, won't, I don't want to say that. It, this is part of what we had initially anticipated writing. It just the, the form of it and the shape of it definitely had changed over the course of the reporting. How would you classify Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray's relationship today? Because the big reason why Cliff Kingsbury was brought in and Kyler Murray was the relationship together and to elevate Kyler Murray. And now you figure Kyler is facing a lengthy rehab. We haven't heard a public statement since he tore his ACL. Then you've got Cliff Kingsbury sitting here and the article beautifully outlines the fact that their relationship has basically gone by the wayside, that they had a buffer, as you guys referred to it, via Cam Turner, the uh, offensive coordinator, quarterback coach. How does that relationship go on, at least for the next couple of weeks, before Michael Bidwell has to make a decision? And what do you perceive the relationship like here today? Yeah, so so I think as of now, it's better than it has been, right? They, they, they had that meeting before the Chargers game, which we talked about in the story, and that kind of got them through through some things. But, you know, I think generally I would classify it as, 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 as icy, right? These guys went a large portion of this season not really talking a ton. Sure, they had to interact. Obviously, you're coaching quarterback. You can't completely ignore each other. But, you know, as we also kind of explained, like, their personalities aren't the best for communicating with each other. And we really saw that over the course of this year, dating back to even last year. I had people tell me, that they felt like Kyler's best game of last season was in Cleveland when Cliff Kingsbury was home with COVID. Mm. So that relationship really has, you know, it's strained, started to get strained last year. It got icy this year. They're a little bit more, if you want to stay on that track, are kind of a little bit defrosted, if you will, but they're <laughs> a little bit better now. But I just, going forward, I don't know. I mean, there's some, there's some things in that story that I don't know how a lot of people in that building are going to take, especially the Kyler-Cliff relationship. But like you pointed out, he was hired to be the next iteration of Sean McVay to get this Cardinals offense kickstarted like the Rams were the year before. Um, and I just, it, it really, it, it's happened to a point, right? But I just don't know after kind of reading what people have been saying, if that will take the next step. And 
I won't be surprised if Cliff Kingsbury's back next year. I won't be surprised if Steve Kime is back in some way, shape, or form. I just, I just don't know how everyone's going to coexist, especially Kyler and Cliff going forward. The most public display of that relationship kind of not working was on Thursday Night Football, and you were there when DeAndre Hopkins hilariously said it's like a marriage, right? He said, I'm not married, but I imagine that's how a marriage is. But just what I'm reading from you and Jeremy's reporting is this isn't just because the honeymoon phase is over, right? I mean, the fourth year of this relationship, do you see any way that they could salvage it? Because you said you can see a future with Cliff Kingsbury remaining as head coach. I mean, we're going to keep on the marriage theme. I mean, therapy (laughs) is going to be needed, right? Like, you know, learning how to communicate, right? It is. I mean, they've been together or dating, whatever you want to call it, since 2012-ish when Cliff started to recruit Kyler as a 15-year-old at in Texas. And you go through, I mean, I would classify it like this. Let's, 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 let's use this analogy. They were long distance for a while. And then once they started <laughs> to kind of date in the same place, they kind of realize, hey, maybe this doesn't work out as well as we think it was going to, you know, like something. And that happens in real relationships, and maybe that's this will happen now. But um, I just, it's going to be very, I think, hard for they're gonna have to face some crucial um, realizations with each other. I think to get past everything that's happened this year, and uh, I mean some of the stuff in this story, I think I don't think it's gonna sit well with either guy, but. I just, they're going to have to figure out a way to coexist on the field. I don't necessarily think they need to coexist off the field, but they need to figure out a way to be the coach-quarterback tandem, if they are that in 2023, that could put all their differences aside and get this team back to the playoffs and get this offense humming like it had been in the first part of 21. But that's also not on on both of those, just on both of those. They need to upgrade this this roster as an organization. Cliff, I think, needs more stay inside and kind of some of the coaches he's hiring um, and wants to fire, stuff like that. So it's not just the Cliff and Kyler dynamic that needs to improve. There's a lot going on in that organization that needs to improve. And with Michael Bidwell as the owner, I just don't know if that's going to, to ever happen. We bring up Michael Bidwell, and I listened to all of those points just now, and it sounds painstakingly difficult for Cliff and Kyler to be able to fix this. And the easiest solution from an exterior point of view with the fan base is, well, you just get rid of Cliff Kingsbury. You find a new head coach that can come in and challenge Kyler Marine, elevate him to number one overall pick status and get this team back on track. Do you feel like there's some hesitation for Michael Bidwell to pivot off of Cliff Kingsbury, both given the contract that he signed and the fact that, listen, there's a lot of stuff coming out about this franchise right now. Maybe there wouldn't be a robust market for a head coach. Now, I would disagree with that because there's only 32 of these, but maybe Michael Bidwell has a little bit of discomfort saying, I don't know if I can go out there and find somebody capable. Maybe I'll just keep Cliff for another year. I think that's kind of the common thought process. It's like, hey, there's 32 jobs. Somebody's going to take it, right? Somebody wants to be an NFL head coach. Who that somebody is, I think, is going to be the big question. Like, is Sean McVay, I'm sorry, Sean Payton, going to want to come to Arizona? Probably not. I mean, like, if he's hearing everything that that you know, if he reads our piece, obviously, but if he, I'm sure he's heard everything that's going on, that's been going on in the organization for years. Like, do coaches want to step into this, this that, that step into that building? Is really what it comes down to. Um, what's your what was the first part of the question again? Well, what I guess why would why wouldn't you just clean up and and start from scratch outside of Kyler Murray because of his contract? It seems easy externally. One home win in fourteen months, five and fourteen in the last nineteen. I I don't know other than embarrassment and not finding somebody else capable. Why you would keep both Cliff and Kime? So, you touched on something earlier about the about you know having to pay him his contract. I don't think owners care about that stuff as much anymore than they did maybe five years ago because, you know, with the increased TV revenue, teams are just so flush with money now that paying a guy 30, 35, 40 million, whatever the deal is, to walk away doesn't make guys pause anymore, right? To your second question about why not clean house. I think that there is a faction in that building that would like to see that done. I think that starting from scratch would be something that I think a lot of people would be in favor of. But to do that, you would need to literally wipe out the scouting department. You would need to let the new GM, whoever that is, 
come in and hire their own guys. Now, <clears throat> one thing that I think you know Michael Bidwell is known for is promoting internally. He has not had an external GM since 1994 when his father hired Buddy Ryan to be the head coach and GM. So that's what I mean, 30, almost, almost 30. 30 years. Yeah. Right. It's 28 years without an external hire. And if an external hire comes in, how much control are they going to want? How much are they going to let Michael Bidwell kind of meddle, if you will? He is the owner. So you got to let that happen to a point. But at the same time, like you got to let the GM also do their job to replace Cliff. I mean, if, if you feel like this organization can be better with the offensive talent they have or possibly could have next year, then I think that's what you would do, right? You would say, we're just going to totally clean house. Now, if a new coach comes in, I mean, they're going to want to bring their guys. How much are you going to let him do that? Because the last two head coaches, Steve Wilson and, and Cliff Kingsbury have not hired their own staffs. Mm-hmm. They had a built-in staff and they just kind of were plug and play type of coaches. So there's a lot of questions before, you know, a, a new guy comes in, what the situation would be like. But in terms of just cleaning house, if I'm Michael, I think at some point you might need to, if you want to get to the level where the Niners are at or the Rams were at, I mean, he's watching other teams in his division win, win consistently and he can't get there. And I think there are some mm-hmm. fundamental problems with, with why he can't get there. But whether he cleans house or not, I don't think the money's going to be an issue. I really don't. I think it's a matter of whether he wants to go through the process of trying to hire everyone who, you know, he needs to win. The one thing that's unique about this organization is they don't really have the infrastructure that other organizations have. They don't have a team president. A lot of, a lot of that stuff is handled by people mm. on the business side. So when you go down that road, like what kind of influence are they going to have? What kind of knowledge are they going to have? What kind of process is that going to be like? There's just so many questions with this team right now. Such a tangled web they're weaving. That's what's so fantastic about this. You read this article and you're just like, it's like paragraph after paragraph, you're shocked. And it's interesting to say that you don't think the money matters, but then they were reluctant to move on from Sean Coogler, where it seemed like he fell out of favor from Cliff Kingsbury before the incident in Mexico City. That was a that was something that shocked me the most from this article. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury had tried to wanted had wanted to fire uh, Sean Coogler multiple times, and he was rebuked every time by Michael Bidwell. Which you're right, it does kind of counter what I say, what I said about the money. But I mean, some people just they don't see the big picture. I guess right, like they're they're what's the phrase dollar smart penny penny wise dollars whatever it is. Yeah. You know, and like I think M- Michael sometimes you know he wouldn't mind paying it to replace his head coach, but he's not willing to pay a buyout, minimal buyout at that compared to what he paid Kingsbury for yeah. position coach. It, some, you know, it, just, it doesn't make sense on the surface. You mentioned at the, the bottom of the article, something I think a lot of Cardinal fans have been waiting to hear that number one, Steve Kime does have nine lives and we do hope he's, he's well and getting well with his health concern, but quote that Bidwell and Kime's relationship has soured over this past year. Can you elaborate on that? Um, Basically, what we understand is kind of, you know, what we explained in the article is that they, this year has been tough on on the relationships between basically everyone in that building, Kyler and Cliff, Michael and Cliff, Michael and, 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 and um, Steve and Michael, Steve and Cliff. You know, I think Michael, or Steve not being in the building as often as he has in the past, I think that made it tough. You know, Michael shot down some asks from both cliff and from steve kime and i think at some point michael uh, or steve just kind of you know he i don't want to say frustrated but i think he you know i think him not being there was a real issue for this organization on a lot of levels and like we explained in the article he was more you know he wasn't there very often um where so was he pretty much all week we don't know mm. we don't know yeah so um the problem, you know, the, not, I don't call it a problem. The thing is, you know, Michael is very, he, he, he is a big believer in loyalty. So, you know, he said on a hard knock that, you know, Steve Kimes leave is indefinite and they'll make a decision in the future. So could Steve come back in some sort of advisory role? Could he just be moved on, you know, from completely? I think obviously this is something that doesn't sound cliche, but only time will tell at this point. My last question as far as because we see so many people and it's outlined so well uh, with, with Kingsbury and, and Kyler and Kime and Bidwell, 
if we're if we're baking a blame pie, and I'm taking from my old colleague Jody Ayler that the, the old blame game pie, how do you rank them? <laughs> it's tough, isn't it? That's I mean, a, it's a really good question. So, I think hmm, people in the chat can participate as well. Here. How would I rank the blame? I think if you kind of look at what we wrote and kind of what we reported on, I think a lot of the blame starts at Steve starts with Steve Kime. I think mm-hmm. him not being around was an issue for both the owner and the head coach, right? Like Cliff Kingsbury source close to Cliff told us that he didn't see Cliff didn't see Steve Kime as a resource anymore or that mm. much of a resource. Mm. Um, that's pretty big for a head coach when you are losing guys left and right, when yeah. you don't have your star receiver for six games, when your offensive line is down to one day one starter. Like, not having him around to just forget the personnel stuff, just talk to you through things, you know? Um, that's a big one. Obviously, that, you know, have not having time around then was an issue with his relationship with Michael Bidwell. So then Michael Bidwell and, and Cliff Kingsbury – had to interact more so than normal because there was there wasn't that intermediary that would handle those things, you know. The Cliff and Kyler stuff, I think, is fascinating, and that has the biggest impact, I think, on the day to day success of this team. So that's up there as well. Um, with that, I don't know if I blame one more than the other. I think it's one of these things where they both have some blame in this. I would probably, you know, if I had to pick, I'd probably put more blame on Cliff Kingsbury than I would. On Kyler Murray, I think too many people judge Kyler based on what they hear about him. Sure, but I think the way that Cliff Kingsbury has handled this organization—we went into it in depth in the story about how he's—he's he's just too nice of a head coach. He lets too many things slide. He doesn't hold guys accountable, and I think that a lot of guys in the NFL want that. A lot of guys in the NFL have been coached like that, uh, Kyler included. And when they don't get that, I think that you start to see. T- players perhaps take advantage of the situation or you definitely don't see the result that you would see if a coach was harder on players. Josh, you've been so generous with your time two days away from Christmas. I want to get you out of here on this. This is what the fan base wants to know. Final three games of the regular season. Do they have any merit on the future of Cliff Kingsbury? Do you believe Michael Bidwell has made a decision regarding his future or he's still mulling things over? Mm, I would think there's still, I think we still would have some influence on, on Michael's, decision i think if if they go really bad right like if they go really really bad and it gets really really embarrassing i think that's when we could see that have some sort of influence on michael um but the one thing we didn't really touch on is the possibility of cliff just walking away as well yeah right like that was that's, you think that's a me, real that possibility was, i do i do i think it's a real it's a distinct possibility that he just said you know what i don't care what happens i'm gonna leave all the money on the table and i'm just gonna walk um like it's it's yeah i think that could be a real possibility um but then again you know the last three games you know tampa bay on sunday night the problem is you know if they get embarrassed on national tv yet again and they go to atlanta and they get blown out especially if the run game there just totally dominates the cardinals and then if you get totally totally dominated by the niners in week 18 i think that michael might might say you know what this is going to influence how I'm going to decide what to do with, 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 with Cliff Kingsbury. That would be something. I mean, that would be, you, you wouldn't write, you wouldn't believe that script in Hollywood. If Cliff Kingsbury, cause you know, the chances of him getting another shot at being a head coach in this league and to make this type of money to say, ah, thanks, but no thanks. I think that he probably would gain a bunch of respect from some Cliff haters out there, even for a bold move like that, to just say, ah, see ya, I'm out of here, no thanks. That that would shock 100%. me. Yeah. 100%. I think it would shock a lot of people, especially when, you know, do I think he gets fired? Probably not. Do I think wow. he walks away? I think there's a better chance of him walking away than getting fired at this point. Wow. Um. So I think... Uh, the third option would be him staying. Right. And I think, and I, I had said this kind of privately to some friends um, when all the injuries really start, really start to pile up. I said, they're going to bring him back and use the excuse of, we want to see what he does with a healthy DeAndre Hopkins and a healthy, now a healthy, you know, Kyler Murray for a whole season. But I think where that changes is you don't know if you're going to have DeAndre Hopkins next year, right? He's a huge cap number. 
in 23. He's kind of expendable if they don't want to restructure. And then is Kyler going to be back week one, right? So, like, do you bring Cliff back? And if things continue down the path they're down, they're on now, do you fire him by week five, week six? Like, like, what point do you say we need to, to start over? And yeah. if you do bring him back, like, there's just, there's just so many unknowns. There's just so many questions. Um, and I think that, you know, Michael will probably take a long look at how the season played out and how a lot of it wasn't Cliff's fault when every major, you know, starter or every, every major playmaker on this offense missed time or is out, like head coach can't control that. And, but at the same time, like, that's more on Steve, like not having the proper personnel to contribute. Um, you know, the one thing that, you know, you cover this league long enough, you understand starters are starters for a reason. Backups are backups for a reason. So at some point, I think that you, you need to take a long look at the GM for not giving uh, Cliff the, 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 the pieces he needs to win on a long-term basis. Josh Weinfuss, ESPN.com. Fantastic article. Check it out right now with Jeremy Fowler. Josh, first time on the show. Hopefully not the last. Merry Christmas. Thanks so much for joining us. Happy Hanukkah, Josh. Yeah. It's it's the sixth night of the eight crazy nights of Thanks, Hanukkah. Bo. Enjoy Thank it, Josh. Thanks for joining it. us, man. Happy, happy holidays, guys. Thank you. <laughs> just just bringing the heat there on a Friday. <laughs> did. I mean, and, and, and Josh did, did us a great favor there by kind of revealing some things that weren't in the article. And yeah. It's pretty shocking. Uh, you know, I the Kugler stuff is crazy. The fact that that he feels like there's more of a chance that Cliff could walk away from the millions instead of him getting fired. That, that's pretty wild. The fact that he feels like Cliff Kingsbury is safe right yeah. now. And I, I don't know, Trace McSorry for three games, determining Cliff Kingsbury's future seems a little bit inappropriate, but this is the Arizona Cardinals. We want to remind everybody, become a diehard at gophnx.com. You get exclusive discounts, including our exclusive member Discord chat up, Bo and I, even throughout the holiday season, we're going to be on that Discord come Christmas Day. Cards hosting Tampa Bay. Get fresh gear from the PHNX Merchandise Locker. We promise we didn't match our hats on purpose today. <laughs> it just, you know, it matched my my outfit, so I had to go with it. Usually I go with the black one, but you can't go yeah, wrong. Yeah, you threw me a curveball, and I'm I'm just kind of downtrodden about it. <laughs> Let me say this also as we're promoting things. Obviously, follow PHNX underscore sports on Instagram, and now also follow PHNX underscore Cardinals on Instagram for Ooh. great daily content. I already got a couple posts up there today. A couple things from practice and players who return to the practice field, including Colt McCoy. Will he play? No, he's already ruled out. Uh, but yeah, of course, you got to follow us. PHNX underscore Cardinals on all social media platforms. Uh, we've been receiving really nice things in our DMs. Yeah. When we talk about all the things, kind of we're thankful for this holiday season. We're thankful for every single one of you that tunes in each and every day, downloads the podcast, interacts with us on Twitter. You make this all worth it. We're so thankful for everybody this holiday season. Thank you to everybody behind the scenes, the GM Saul Bookman, our entire crew here at PHNX Sports, producer Emma, always crushing on a daily basis. Thank you to everybody. Everybody have a happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Johnny, anything else you want to say? People wanted Josh Weinfuss. This man got him today. We're back <laughs> on Sunday, Christmas Day coverage. You know where it is. Halftime, post game. PHNX Cardinals keeps this train moving. We'll see you then.